good afternoon, everybody, and uh, welcome to uh, Game On Live. Uh, we, we'd like to be doing this uh, once a week or so uh, in the in the coming days, while we try to make our way back from the coronavirus and get high school and pro sports back online. Uh, today we have with us uh, Courier Intel sports writers Todd Thorpe and Drew Markle, also um, former Sixers beat writer and Pro Sports Coordinator, Tom Moore, and I'm Tom Rimbeck, uh, formerly of the Burlington County Times and uh, also uh, part of the staff at the Courier, Courier Times and Intelligencer. Uh, Todd, uh, a lot of things going on right now in the world, and, and it's been tough all over. You're working on a story now on trying to get youth sports back. What are some of the challenges that, that people are facing right now? Well, I think I think a lot of the, the challenges are that nobody really knows what's who has priority here. Nobody knows who's in charge. Like, I mean, I think everybody wants to rely on what the governor's standards are for the yellow phase, the green phase, whatnot. Um, and then townships in the well, the county, Bucks County Health Department just came out and said that youth sports can participate in the in in practices while in the yellow. And well, townships have to agree to that to open up the fields. And then some organizations own their own fields. So it seems like a lot of people are operating in different boats almost. So you have a lot of uncertainty on how to proceed. I think what people want to do is they want to at least start practicing. But every organization that I've been in touch with wants to be as safe as humanly possible. They're not willing to put kids in danger. And they're going to go extra cautious to make sure this doesn't happen, despite the fact that they know that obviously kids want to play. And a lot of people in communities are anxious to see um, kids back outside. Well, one of the things that I uh, I ran into yesterday, the, the NJSIAA, which is you know similar to the PIAA in Pennsylvania that runs high school sports, they just started a uh, sports return task force. And their obvious thing is, well, let's try to get every everything going right and doing this. But one of the biggest issues they're running into is they're getting guidance from the governor. They're getting guidance from NJSIAA. But as uh, Dan Uzaki, the Northern Burlington athletic director, said, there's a lot of distance between what the governor is trying to do and a Friday night football game. And there's a lot of things in between. And that involves, you know, at, at the high school level, the local police being able to to help secure things and the school districts being able to, to get everybody in the house, in the uh in the building safely and, and trying to figure out every level of, of everything that happens on, you know, where the cheerleader is going to be and what's the band going to do. You know, there's so many different things and it's things that people have done reflexively over the years. And now they actually have to go through and, and do other things. So we're in a really, really interesting time and hopefully we get back really soon because I know, I'm bored out of my mind trying trying to keep up with sports, and I know you guys are too. Um, Drew, you've been out talking to different people in the sports world. What's what's going on from your perspective? Well, Tom, just to echo what you said. You know, everybody is they are they're going stir crazy. They're just tired of you know staring at their walls, and they they all hope to wake up one day and and have this all be gone. And unfortunately, that's not you know that's not going to happen. I do sense some optimism from area football coaches that, you know, that there could be a season. 
you know, they, uh, the National Federation came out last week and, you know, had some guidelines to potentially doing that and where you wouldn't have any fans and, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know if you even have the band there, but like I said, I mean, there is optimism out there because, you know, we're still, you know, we're still in May for another two days. And if you know football's not going to not going to start, and, and maybe there's something positive can happen. So, and I, like I said, I've talked to a lot of coaches, and they all seem to say the same thing that you know they think it'll happen for, for football. And I don't know. I'm, I'm not as optimistic as they are. There's a lot of there's a lot of hoops here that we have to jump through. And, but again, we're you know, we're in a holding pattern. Tom, uh, you you've been immersed in the uh, the pro sports world for a long time. Uh, as a matter of fact, we sit next to each other in the, the Eagles press box and wondering how that's going to work. That's a busy place. Also, you know, just to show what kind of issues there are, Pennsylvania announced that, that the, the, the pro sports teams could, could come back and start practicing and having availability in New Jersey. And the Sixers took a, a couple hours just, just to get a, a statement out. Uh, trying to figure out what they're doing. I mean, organizationally, this has to be a nightmare for everyone concerned. Yeah, no doubt, Tom. I uh, I contacted the you know the Sixers at like eleven o'clock and said there'd be something coming shortly, and it took five hours. Now I guess they wanted to get it right, and maybe there was news they were waiting on, you know, confirmation that what they could do. Uh, but yeah, logistically, everything like at the practice Sixers practice facility, it's a tiny little room. So it could fit like four or five of us in and socially distance. So there's nowhere for us to go. I contacted the Sixers the next day about, are we allowed to come there? They said, do not come. You will not be allowed on, you know, into the building. Um, and so, you know, I didn't go. You also, they give you parking passes, which is controlled by the city. So if you don't have a parking pass, you can't leave your car. You're going to get a ticket. Um, so I, you know, eventually they'll have something, but right now you would be yelling from 50 yards away, you know, to a player or trying to figure out who they are um, at this juncture. And yeah, there's, it's it just totally uncharted waters. There's so many things that are different that are, we can't even imagine based on, you know, all the years we've had, I think this is my 32nd covering the Sixers um, that are just, it's just a whole new world. Todd, what, what do you think Friday night football is going to look like? Uh, come hopefully late August, uh, more, more likely after after uh, Labor Day, I would think. I know in Jersey that that that's the normal timeline, but Pennsylvania generally starts the last week of August. Yeah, it's really tough to say. I mean, you, I would say, you know, I mean, we all could come up with our ideas if they gave us a voice, and we really don't have it in terms of officially, at least. Um, I, I think you can do it. You're just going to have to like limit the amount of tickets you give to a game. You know, you're not, you know, maybe maybe give each player two tickets to give to family members, and so then you're able to space the fans out in the stands to where they're not on top of each other. And like Drew said, maybe no band, maybe no cheerleaders, at least for a month to see how it works through September. Um, but you know, and it's really, I mean, when you think of a high school field, most of our high school games, I don't even have any gauge. I'm guessing about two, three thousand people. You know, when you go, you, you expand that into college, out of state college, they're going to be wondering how they can get 107,000 people into a stadium. So, I mean, that's we're kind of small potatoes in that regard. It's really not that much of a effort if you limit the tickets that are sold to get a, 
fans in the stadium for a safe distance. That's not even talking about the players. Because now you're asking kids who are still teenagers and minors in most cases to put on all this equipment, share locker rooms together, and participate in a contact sport. Um, it's very it's it's a lot, so many so many you know check marks and so many obstacles have to be overcome here. Um, I think it can be done, but it's just a matter of if and you know it has to be done consistently all over. Like everybody has to follow the same protocol, and you know it's like anything, some people are really into it and really on top of it, and other people are just waiting for some guidance. You know, and waiting for some you know how they're going to proceed, but it's a uh, it's a long road. I mean, it's only a couple months and we, you know, you like to say, well, maybe the virus is going to, you know, it's going to be a, a lot different in terms of where we stand as a country in two months, but in the same breath, it's a long way to go to be able to play these sports. I think. Well, hey, Tom, to, to, to piggyback yeah. on what Todd said, you know, I could see again, uh, no band, no cheerleaders, maybe no fans. And uh, I also see the away team showing up in uniform on several buses, several more buses than normal. They're kind of socially distanced and just getting off the bus, warming up on the field, playing the game, getting back on the bus and going home. You know, that's, it's going to be a very, you know, different thing. But if you don't have to let them in the locker room, I don't think that, you know, I don't think they will. I mean, that, that could be a problem, you know, if we're playing and it's 20 degrees out or if it's raining. But I think a lot of cases, you know, on the bus in uniform, off the bus, and then back on the bus, and that, that thing go, and that's it. So it'll be very different. Well, well here's one of the things that uh, talking to uh, our athletic director at Northern Burlington that he came up with that I hadn't thought about yet, but obviously mm-hmm. he has is we have to worry about we, we have to worry about um, buses and you know talking about putting you know say a typical 50, 50 kids on a varsity football team in a bus is it going to be two buses it's going to be three buses four buses however many buses that is you know that's that's one of the unintended consequences of these things if you're going to need to use twice as many buses to get people out uh, then, then I don't know uh, exactly what uh, what you can come up with, you know, yeah. to, to to try to try to solve that. At some point, you're going to run out of buses. Yeah, and, well, yeah, absolutely. We're all at the whim of of the virus too. Uh, yeah. We don't know where we're going to be in September in terms of new cases, in terms of how prevalent the virus is, in terms of the ability to catch it. I was just talking to someone from North Penn the other day, and. He said, yeah, you know, the idea of doing split days in school, he's like, we got 3,000 kids. We're still going to have 1,500 kids in the building if we do split days. So they don't really even have a guideline on how they're going to do school, let alone sports. And it really, and like they, the experts have all said since the beginning of this thing, we've kind of like got to let the virus dictate how we proceed. And it's tough for administrators at schools and, and organizations and, and pro sports to realize, to understand what's going to happen in a couple months when we have no idea. Well, one, one of the things that, also came up was earlier this week, our governor allowed graduations to be held starting on July 6th, which is, you know, it gives another month for us to get, get beyond where we are now in the virus. But having those things is going to be a dress rehearsal practically for how things are going to work, how, how people respond to uh, having to be in alternating rows 
in a uh, in the in the grandstands or not having the entire family there, just maybe mom and dad, and you know, spreading <laughs> spreading kids out every five yards, uh, you know, ten ten feet apart. All, all the way through on the football field and filling the whole football field when one corner of it used to be done. Like my high school, for instance, is a medium-sized high school in New Jersey with 375 kids. I know North Penn, you're going to have to <laughs> you're going to have to throw kids on two or three football fields just to get everybody in there, you know. But the good news is, is if if those graduations all go off and all go off well with with people actually, you know minding the rules and, and doing things, we may just have, you know, a, a dry run on what can happen. And maybe that'll speed up the process of getting, you know, practices started maybe August 15th, you know, have people more aware and, and ready to go and, and happy about stuff. I see we got yeah. Tom back. Uh, Technical difficulties from. Yeah. Sorry. I just totally locked up. I couldn't do anything. I, I'm sitting right next to the router. So I had to, Reboot, and now I, I'm actually my my mouth is moving while I go. So sorry about that. <laughs> well, well, you you we, rebooted, we uh, you rebooted, and the sports teams are trying to reboot. Yeah, right. Interesting <laughs> that that hockey has actually worked it out. They figured out a way that, that they're going to do it, and they're gung ho, getting ready to start a World Cup style style restart to the season. Uh, Basketball's having trouble settling on on their plan. Baseball can't get anything done because the owners have made have, have angered the, the players so badly that that there's a possibility we won't have baseball. What are you seeing on the pro side, Tom? Yeah, it looks like you're, you're right, Rim. It looks like uh, ba- uh, hockey wise, they're going to go to 24 teams, so there'll be more teams, and like you said, kind of a World Cup style where you. You play in groups and you play everybody twice and then X number of teams from each group advances and then they start the best of seven. The The NBA, actually, uh, they had the commissioner, Adam Silvers, spoke with the owners today during the Board of Governors meetings. And two of the primary things they're looking at are, one, seating all the teams one through 16, regardless of conference, since it looks like they're going to play everything down at Disney's uh, Wide World of Sports in Orlando, that travel wouldn't be an issue. So, for instance, the the Lakers would be the second seed and the Nets would be the 15th seed. You don't have to worry about flying cross-country between games two and three and games four and five like you would the old-fashioned way. The other NBA proposal that that seems to be gaining some steam is another World Cup-style situation where they have 20 teams instead of the usual 16, and there's five groups uh, – four groups of five, excuse me. So there'd be a team with a top four record, a team with record five through eight, a team with nine through 12, 11 through 16, and 17 to 20 in each one. The top, you play everybody twice, the top two teams in each advance, so that's eight, and then you start your best of seven. The baseball is a mess. The owners, it seems like the, neither the owners nor the players want to give. And, you know, Max Scherzer came out the other day and saying, I'm not giving up more money. Well, it's a totally different world. There's no fans. There's no concession. There's no parking. All you have is TV revenue. There's no way it's going to work if they're expecting to have their contracts, you know, honored. And the owners, by the same token, you know, I'm pretty sure most of them pocketed quite a few millions, you know, uh, more than a few million over the past few years. So 
people have to compromise and figure it out. But you're right. Baseball normally is the only game in town in July and August. And now, who knows? And plus, it looks like the NHL and hockey, I mean, and basketball may be starting like late July, playing into the end of September, something like that. So it totally changes, um, you know, the landscape and the timing in terms of competing. And I heard the NBA really likes the idea of competing more with baseball and less with the NHL, which is smart because the NHL owns everything. Baseball is not the sport it was, you know, fan-wise, you know, TV-wise, et cetera, that it was 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah, it'd be nice that, you know, I, as much as I love baseball, having it be the only sport that runs, you know, kind of mid-June all the way through to uh, to football season, that's kind of, you know, a, that's a, a monopoly that they've had for a bunch of years that maybe the N- NBA thinks maybe they can take a little bit bit of, uh, of a chunk of that. But honestly, this time of year, this is a chance to do something nuts, to do something a little bit crazy. And I think, you know, I'm sure Drew agrees, just try something new, try something different. And if it doesn't work, okay, so so the coronavirus messed up one year, but at least you know what happened there. Uh, how do you like these? Tom, you're, you're, yeah, Tom, you're exactly right. We're, these are extraordinary times that, you know, and, and Major League Baseball just can't get out of its own way. You know, it continually shoots itself in the foot. It's losing the, you know, the younger audience. You know, I look at, you know, my kids, they, they could care less about, you know, they could care less about Major League Baseball. And you know they're not alone in their in their in their age group. And now if if hockey comes in and basketball comes in in a in a nation desperate for any any type of thing to watch sports wise, you know baseball is just going to fall you know further and further behind. I mean, you know this is an opportunity to grab a captive market, and the baseball is going to mess it up again, and the other folks are going to take advantage. Well, one of the things that I'm I'm most uh, disturbed by is they're they're leaving their minor leaguers at, out to dry, and I, I've seen that that some major league players and actually major league players that haven't even played in the major leagues yet that are starting to take care of these guys that that weren't that that are that are being left out to dry. Uh, Oakland was the first team to say, "Hey, uh, your your weekly stipend is going to end in the next month or so because there's not going to be a minor league season." Now, to me, I think baseball's got to got to get off its butt and take care of these kids. You know, th- th- this is their future, and if you know they're, they're going to lose a lot, and the ill will, you know, four hundred dollars for each for a roster of minor league players is not that much money in terms of baseball. You know, they have to. You know, these are billion dollar ball clubs. They should be able to take care of their kids, and and that that to me is just criminal. Yeah, I, I really think that in baseball you're seeing so much of the, the owner-player politics angle rear its head during a crisis, and and almost like they're taking advantage of it, um, and they're taking advantage of this crisis to push their own agenda and what they how they want to revamp the game in terms of the owners. And you saw that with the draft reduction, which is going to be a huge money saver for for the owners. Um, and now you're seeing this, and and like like Tom was saying, the players aren't aren't going to give any more than they already offered back in March. And there's just not going to be a season. And from the perspective of hockey, I get the idea that they see a green light here, that they see a golden opportunity to increase their brand. And hockey is clearly the fourth among the four sports, especially in the U.S. 
there are large portions of the U.S. that don't watch hockey. And this is a golden opportunity for them. I mean, look at all the positive PR that's come from, and I don't watch NASCAR, but NASCAR having races. You know, the golf last weekend was just basically a bunch of guys getting together and playing. But it great ratings on television. And like we were talking about on camera, UFC has been holding their live events. I mean, this is a golden opportunity for somebody to step up and, and really garner a lot of goodwill with the fans. And you see hockey doing it, and to some extent the NBA, but, you know, you, you'd like to see – You'd certainly like to see more of that. Well, I, I know over the years, you know, seeing sideline reporters doing this has, has started to become more mainstream than, than when we were growing up. But, you know, to me, there's a great opportunity to, you know, mic more people up. That's one of the most most fun things to watch, you know, during the week while you're waiting for football to come back is to see who was mic'd up during a football game and, you know, see Brandon Graham talk talking smack to uh, to the other teams and just having fun out there or you know finding out what's happening on the sidelines and this is an opportunity to maybe take down that fourth wall a little bit more and and more interaction now, you know Tom Brady and Peyton Manning making fun of each other for four hours of a golf tournament that's better than the golf was oh yeah I mean that was it was a lot. I mean, we remember the it's a month ago now, but how excited everybody was for the NFL draft. I mean, that's a draft for crying out for use the, the same avenue we're using to online talk, and people were just attached to it because they were desperate for anything. And you know, it's it's these sports have to go outside the box a little bit. And like I said, I applaud hockey for taking the initiative. I'm not sure it's going to come off. Like I said, we're still kind of trying to see how everything's going to happen, but you know, there's an opportunity there, and I think pro sports, especially. These guys have to get creative, like you said, and, and we'll see. I mean, we might be living in a completely different world come October than we are right now, that's for sure. True. There's been a, a lot of talk. Uh, it started in Ohio or, and, and, and other places, Pennsylvania. I don't know how much they've done it, but in New Jersey, there have been a couple plans put forth to move football to the spring or move move wrestling because it's one of the most interactive sports, you know, close together. You can't social distance uh, – you know, for six minutes in a, in a ring, that you know, that, that's possible. What do you think of the idea of maybe switching sports to one season or the other? And Well, uh, Tom, I wrote about that a couple of weeks ago, about the potentially doing that. And if you look at it, you know, you, you, you can socially distance in the fall. You, you know, if you, if you did flip things, you could, you could socially distance, you know, baseball and softball, put the umpire behind the pitcher, you know, and then you don't have the big crowd that you have for football. You know, you, I think I think you could do it. The the, the problem with the, with what you run into there is, you know, let's say they decide to flip the flip the seasons, and we're, like I said, we're just talking fall and spring for right now. If they do that, then all of a sudden on September fifth, something happens, and there's an outbreak or a second outbreak. And then we have to cancel the baseball season and cancel the softball season. Well, now you you take in the baseball and softball seasons away from your juniors, and you know for two years they they, they missed out on this past spring, and then they're going to miss out again. So you know, that's that's a risk that would that would really come with it. And you know, I, is is that a, a risk worth taking? I you know, I don't know. With the wrestling. Again, you know, it's sort of 
and basketball kind of falls into that same, you know, that same pot. Um, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you can move those sports as, or flip things as easily. Um, but I've had, I've had several wrestling coaches contact me who have no idea asking me, do I think there'll be a wrestling season? And, you know, the answer that everybody gives for everything is, well, we have to wait and see. So, but again, you're right, Tom, that that's the sport that, you know, you're, you're on the mat for six minutes and, you know, there's, there's constant contact. So it's, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just, I like the flipping the seasons on the, on the, you know, in a broad sense, but when you narrow it down, I don't care for, you know, running that risk of, you know, those, those spring kids who lost on a season getting, getting lost again. So now one thing that, that Todd and I had talked about was what do you do if, you know, you could, you could play golf in the, in the fall. You could probably run cross country in the fall. You know, maybe you start, you know, team A starts 10 minutes before team B. And you're just basically running against the clock, not against um, your, your your opponent. But at least you're running. You know, you let the you let some sports play if other sports can't. I don't. You know, that's another topic for discussion. Well, the the big the, the biggest thing that that I took from my conversation with uh, with Danny Zaki was you have to be flexible about everything. If uh, if you're locked into any one thing, that's a guarantee. That it's not going to happen, and the best thing to do is to repair as if everything is going on, and be positive about everything, and make sure that that when when you get the go ahead, that you're ready to go. And if things don't happen that way, you adjust your plans a little bit, and that's really been been our lives since uh, since basketball shut everything down back, March in, back in March. Yeah, we were. Uh, you know, I, I was I was sitting in the newsroom and we were watching TV and watching that live was one of the one of the most exciting things. It was it was like an election night where everything was too close to call. You you see this stuff come up and you know that your world has changed and you were there watching it live. Hey, Rim, I was at the Sixers game at 930. They had just beaten the Pistons. We're sitting in the post game interview room waiting for Brett Brown to come out and we see in our phones first that Rudy, Rudy Gobert tested positive. And a minute later we see that um, the season is on hold. They're stopping the season. And, yeah. and the PR comes out and says, we're bringing Elton Brand and Brett Brown out. They came out for like two and a half minutes, answered questions. And that was it. That was Wednesday night, March 11th. Nothing has happened. And I was going to say earlier, I'm sorry, I got locked up again. Um, but I was going to say, uh, Brett Brown had a had a Zoom call two weeks ago, and he was talking about, you know, if they have games with no fans, it's going to be very interesting because you're going to hear the coaches and the players interacting with the officials because there's no white, there's no noise, there's nothing else going on. So I think you're you're I think it's a great idea to try something different in terms of a playoff approach and miking people up because this is a chance that you it's unlike anything before. And I think you should try, try it. Maybe it won't work. Maybe there'll be a lot of profanity. Maybe they'll have to change it. But I, I totally agree. If if ever you're going to try something, now's the time. I heard the NBA was going to pipe in booze for Brett Brown. <laughs> you mean B-O-O-S, not B-O-O-Z-E. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, B-O-O, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, but it's Tom, funny how you go from uh, they loved him a couple years ago, and now uh, there's fire Brett Brown hashtags and all that stuff. You know, I mean, um, but it's very interesting. What do you do? What do you do if you're the, uh, you know, if, if you're the Sixers and they don't, you know, they they don't end the season, they can't finish the season. What do you do about Brett Brown? You know, do you base it on the regular season and you don't get a chance? You know, I mean that there's a lot of things that could. You know, could have. What do the teams do if a player tests positive? Do they quarantine them and put them off the side, keep the games going, or do they shut everything down? And it all remains to be seen. And different leagues may have different policies. Who knows? Yeah, and you also well, again, go ahead, Todd. No, you also run into the fact of of people talk about con- what about contracts? Does this count as a year? Are the free agents still going to be free agents at the end of the year? Yeah, um, baseball's in. I'm sure that's part of the whole baseball negotiating thing. Um, if they don't play a whole year, what about the guys who are going to be free agents in 2021? I mean, th- it is a business in the grand scheme of things. And so you've got a lot of things that have to be worked out. And I think all sports are in that boat. Um, so it'll be, it, it, yeah, like I said, I'm anxious to watch. Hopefully we can watch something. That's for sure. Well, Todd, well, you, you, you alluded earlier to the you know, college football trying to bring back their fan, you know, 100,000 fans from a fan's perspective. Do I want to sit there with a hundred thousand of my closest friends? I'm not sure if I, you know, am I going to go back as a fan? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, again, it's it's just so many more questions than answers with everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I know season ticket holders for football who said, you know, I really wouldn't mind skipping the year as opposed exactly. to sitting in a stands with seventy thousand people. You know, so it's a it's it's crazy. Well, we've uh, we've been going on for about a half an hour. Uh, seems like a good time to uh, you know shut down this. Hopefully, we'll have more news. We'll try to do this again next week. Um, we'll have we'll probably have John Lewis back. Uh, he's on assignment this week, so uh, so uh, we'll get more of a Burlington County perspective. I know he's been very tight with the uh, the youth sports angle on on this stuff, and he's talking to a bunch of our, our Burlington County. Uh, football coaches and other sport coaches. So uh, appreciate everybody spending some time with us today That with uh, Tom Moore, our, our pro sports coordinator and courier Intel sports writers, Drew Markle and, and Todd Thorpe. Thanks everybody for watching. Uh, be sure to check out uh, BurlingtonCountyTimes.com, BucksCountyCourierTimes.com and the, the Intel.com uh, for more sports coverage as it comes in every single day. Um, we're out here. We're ready to go. We hope everybody's safe and happy. And uh, thanks again for talking, for, uh, for joining us. We'll talk to you soon.